10 years I've been involved with this organization and it's always just been pleasurable. I'm excited to be on board and committee calls and executive committee calls still because of the things that we strive to accomplish and how we're striving to accomplish them and who we're accomplishing these things with. So it's taught me that the right leadership can really create something that has the potential to last a lifetime. Revolutionaries, renegades, dreamers, misfits. Welcome to the Promo Kitchen OG podcast series. My name is Jay Bussell, and as a current chef, I have the extraordinarily good fortune to visit with the pioneers of Promo Kitchen. This is the series where we get to go back in time and revisit the stories of these brave and somewhat geeky trailblazers who were searching for a new path forward. If you're curious and want to know who was at the table, why they started Promo Kitchen, and what recipes they brought with them, then this is the podcast for you. And now I'm excited to share a conversation with my friend, Charity Gibson. You, my friend, my dear friend, my mentor in many ways, whether you know that or not, you were one of the original misfits, I call them. The soul sister, the original <laughs> gangster, one of the founding first chefs. I don't know where all of this rolls or where all of this fits, but the purpose of this interview and the purpose of kind of capturing some of this history was to go back in time and talk to the folks that were there in the beginning. And I refer to you as the OG, the original gangsters of Promo Kitchen. I started with Mark Graham and Bobby Lehu, and I've recently interviewed some others and you are on the list and high on the list. In fact, there's no number to this, right? Because I've done them and some go out of order, but I was seriously really excited to get a chance to talk to you. And here's why, Charity. You inspired me for two things. One, to reinvestigate what Promo Kitchen is all about. And I was like, what is going on over there? Why is Charity spending so much time on this? What is the deal with these people? So there's that. We'll get to that in a minute. But the other reason you inspired me was to do this. Because something you said about three months ago, you were like, God, I wish there was a way for all of these new volunteers and new sous chefs and even some of the newer chefs. I wish they could have been there in the beginning. You were sharing some of the stories and you had this phrase, since you are the walking cliche factory, you said something about, you know, we bleed orange. And I was like, that is so powerful. I love that. And so you inspired me to want to go back and capture some of this history and talk to Mark and you and Danny and Dana and others. And there's like 10 or 12. Maybe it'll turn out to be more. I hope it does. So I just want to say thank you. You maybe didn't know that, but you are the genesis of this, the true inspiration for capturing this content. So, so how does that make you feel? <laughs> well, one, it makes me happy that I am wearing my dinosaur shirt because I'm realizing how long ago we started Promo Kitchen and it makes me feel Right? Slightly older than I was 10 years ago. <laughs> and really special. Like, yes. You no, know, can I believe? Finish that sentence. No, I cannot. <laughs> can you believe it's been 10 years? And I don't mean that in any, <laughs> you know, God, we're old, but just that time has passed and you guys have accomplished so much and the evolution yeah. of you, you know, who you were then and who you are now. I mean, think about that bridge of time. God, I have so many questions. I mean, this is going to be hard for us to keep this to an hour. I just be honest. You and I are talkers, first of all, and we're friends. And so we'll get off on shiny. Oh, look at that. We'll get off on some crazy conversation, but we'll do our best to keep it here. 
So let me kick it off. I have a series of questions that I'm asking almost everybody, but we'll probably wander away for a little bit. But who actually asked you? How did you first hear about this tribe, about this idea? And I recently found out that it wasn't going to be called Promo Kitchen, which was news. We'll just leave that out because that's in a previous recording. So it'll, <laughs> it'll make people interested. But who first kind of said, oh my gosh, charity, charity, we're doing this thing. You got to join us. Well, okay. So first going back to the Genesis comment, because we didn't finish that because we both have ADD. It makes me feel incredibly honored because I look up to you and consider you a great mentor too. And I'm honored that you feel that way. And also that you are now part of this crazy crew and are doing big things. I appreciate that. (laughs) And then as far as the old school promo kitchen, so it actually all goes back to one night at a trade show when we were on the West Coast. And this was like in the glory days, right? Like I call it the glory days because it was some of my favorite times in promo. When we had trade shows, that seems like it was a century ago. But everybody knows like the best parts of the trade shows. It's not what's happening on the show floor, but what happens when you go out to dinner afterwards and, you know, the conversations that you're having and Tony Shea calls those collisions. And that's what's happening. And I was out with Tony Allen Gould and Roger Burnett and Dana Zezzo. And we ended up in the lobby of the Ondas and Bobby Lee Q is there and Mark Graham and Danny Rosen. And there are all these little side conversations going on in the corner. And this was, you know, one of like, I think my second trade show that I had been to having just started my own Mm -hmm. promotional Mm -hmm. products distributor company and then somehow party crashing (laughs) and weaseling my way into this friend group. And they let me, you know, tag along kind of thing. And actually for a long time, because Tanya Allen Gould is tag. I'm like, hey, I'm tagging along to another party. I'm tagging along to another dinner. She's like, you don't have to tag along. Come on, you're one of us, whatever. And so everybody's having these little side conversations. And I don't think they were meaning to do it, you know, being uncomfortable. They just were very engaged whenever they were talking about. Come to find out later, it's all this talk about this, like, not secret (laughs) society, but that's what it felt like at the time. And we're going to, you know, do this whenever. So Mark Graham calls me and he says, I had been speaking with him too. He put me on this social media world tour panel and he said, you know, you have this ability that when you talk, people listen and you're not the voice of the multi-million dollar distributor. Although someday, you know, maybe hopefully you will be, but somehow you are this small new budding business in Tucson, Arizona and you just command people's attention. And the way that you use social media is, he's like, it's just impressive to me. And I would love to invite you to be part of this. And here's what it is. And, you know, we're doing education and podcasts. We're writing blogs and we're going to mentor people. <laughs> however, he says it with that cool Canadian accent that he's got. And he's like, would you consider being a part of it? I'm like, well, who's on it? Whatever he tells me about everything. And of course, I don't have the ability to say no to volunteer things, um, especially things that sound cool. And of course, Mark and Bobby were my idols. I was like, well, yeah, sure. Why not? Like it's social media. Like that's my jam. Right. How could you know him? And Mark, you know, he has this like je ne sais quoi about him. Right. So it's like he tells you all these good things and then he asks you a question and you can't say no to him after he talks you up like that. You're like, (laughs) he thinks I'm the best thing in the world. So he is a smooth talker. Smooth for him. Watch out. He really is. You're like, yeah, it's true. You're like, what did I just sign up for? I'm going, what? With who? For how many cookies? Don't even know what is going on. But that was the beginning of that was I came on board specifically for two reasons. And that was to actually be 
the voice of the smaller distributor, which most people would be like, oh, yeah, I get to brag about being, you know, the lowest producer on the totem pole. But I was like, that means something to me. He made me feel like that was the coolest thing ever. Like, yes, I'm small, but I can still be important no matter how new to the game I was with owning my own company. So that was one. And then two, you know, just the idea that I was doing exactly what I've never missed a day of Facebook in my life. And Mark has helped me found my social media company as well with just some of his mentorship and his advice. And it was that very first conversation. He's like, social media is just your jam. Like, come do it for Promo Kitchen. And so I did. And very interesting when Promo Kitchen very first started out. I think there were 25 chefs, 21 chefs. And I wasn't involved in picking the original chefs. There is some system and process involved with that. But part of it was who's going to fill these needs and do them well for free because, you know, we're all volunteers. Who can we sucker into this? And not in a bad (laughs) way. That makes it sound terrible. But there is an element of, you know, you need to be willing to jump into this and not just be able to do the job and fill a spot, Mm -hmm. but again, to have that passion about it and to be so excited about doing something for free that, you know, you have to bleed orange in order to do this job and do it well. And that's why I was spending so much time in it is Mark just picked out that social media was kind of my thing. And then through that, it was really cool because, you know, that led to being very close to the editorial team because I had to be able to post on social media what they were putting out. And at that time, Bobby was the editor, Bobby Lee So that's a treat. Anybody that knows Bobby knows that. Oh, the flowing hair and the references to, you know, the hipster indie bookstores and the (laughs) Japanese poetry quotes. I mean, of course, of course. What's not to love? (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, the fact that you have to carry around a dictionary some of the time. (laughs) Exactly. I do. I'm just going to smile and nod through it and pretend I knew that word. (laughs) Oh, he knows. He looks right through your soul and says, you have no idea what I'm talking about. You're clueless. Yeah. Yeah. But that's okay. In his piercing eyes, right? Oh, geez. I can't wait for Bobby to hear this because he's just going to go, dude, really? And I'm going to say, yep. Yep. I gotcha. Uh, Um, Okay. 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 Hold on. So you covered so much great ground there. It was awesome. Thank you for explaining how you got originally started. Who asked you? and what you were doing. Those were the first three questions. So <laughs> we've already covered three questions with your amazing answers and your role as a social media, let's call it social media director. It was so new right. though, Charity. This was what was so cool about this is it's not like what we have now. First of all, there were fewer channels. Second of all, it was very still, how do we do this and why do we do this, right? Like why social media? People were still I mean, I know there's a lot of folks who still don't know what's going on, but <laughs> yeah. But you know that in that, you know, 10 years ago, you guys were ahead of the curve in a big way. And I just, I mean, I'm still, still, after doing these interviews, still in awe of the vision that you and Mark and Bobby and so many others had about podcasts, about blogs, about social media marketing, and the fact that you were kind of pushing that through not knowing where it was going to come out the other end, but you were like, well, this is what we're going to do. And this is how we're going to do it. We don't know if we're right, but we're going to make a difference. Yeah. And that's what attracted me to Promo Kitchen. And I've kind of taken on the role of historian in some of the calls. And I'm very passionate about it because the things that made Promo Kitchen special was the ability of each individual chef to kind of not run blindly without care to what happened, you know, throwing caution in the wind, whatever. But because it wasn't done yet, we could pioneer and there was no wrong way to do it. Mm -hmm. But we did learn a lot along the way, too. So that's kind of why I'm always constantly, like in our meetings now, trying to let people know. (laughs) It sucks so bad to say, well, this is how we've always done it. But I always 
try because I never thought I would ever be that person, especially being such a pioneer of things. But to tell people, do it however you want. This is how it's always been done in the past, but this is why we have done it. So if you're approaching it in a different way or you want to do something different, just know why it was done that way in the past so that when you're going in different directions, you can go the fastest knowing why the road was built in this direction kind of a thing. That is really, really good counsel across the board for all of us right now. So to our previous conversation, when we were talking about, well, this is how we always did it. So it's the only thing we know. So therefore we're going to keep doing it. Just turn up the loud, you know, make it louder, more, more, more. So I love how you frame that. And you often do. And thank you for doing that. Never feel like you shouldn't, by the way, if I never had the chance to tell you here, I'm going to tell you live and, and on a podcast, because first of all, it frames it. It gives us some boundaries but you're giving the creative soul the opportunity to continue to flourish. So I love it. I need to be reminded of it for sure. And again, a credit to you. This is partly why I wanted to do this series was because I knew that you had the experience and the perspective. Here's why we did it this way, whether it was right or wrong, but at least to have that history and that understanding and that base to stand on. And it reminds me of something that Mark said in one of his comments when we were going back and forth. He said, The collective of who was there in the beginning, they were independent and they wanted to craft a new experience. Yep. And that's huge. That's a big deal. And it's still important today. So you act as a really, really important connector of what happened 10 years ago and why and what we're trying to accomplish now. So I'm glad you're there. Well, thank you. I appreciate that a whole lot. And it's very interesting to see to kind of going back, you know, 10 years and mentioning that we were kind of on, as Mark used to call it, the bleeding edge, right? Like, we're not on the cutting edge, we're on the bleeding edge. Like, it made it sound so much more, I don't know. <laughs> risky? Risky, yeah. We're like, oh, this is, this is dangerous. We're, we're going to watch a podcast. Whoa. Podcast. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> and it's interesting to me that in 2010, I mean, I had already been computing since 1985. Not that I'm that much older, but I started when I was four. So it's, you know, a little bit of a different history. You know, I'm a digital native in a sense, which a lot of people my age don't have that. So to be an early adopter, so to speak, in 2010, I think it only happened in the promotional products industry, (laughs) one. But the idea that we didn't have any competition, so to speak, for airspace, like now we mentioned this, there's so much noise in the channel. Right. In the beginning, it was super easy to just feel like we were making a difference. Like literally from day one, when we put out podcasts and put out blog posts and we're thinking, oh man, this is going to be met with like, are people even going to read it one? And it's going to be met with so much adversity too. And then people are like, <laughs> we love it. We're like, wait, but did you, did you hear what we said? <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. No, I can imagine that you guys in the beginning, you were like pumping out great content and you were like, is anybody out there? Can you hear us? Like you were like so early on that it was (laughs) like, is anybody there? And now fast forward to 2020, it's like, can you hear us? And it's just this, you know, this massive, massive amount of noise. And you're like trying to cut through, is anybody, can anybody still hear me? You know, kind of a thing. It's like, what a crazy time. And the positioning that you guys had there, because that technology that you were using and you used it so well was new. To your point, it was you guys were on the bleeding edge. Yep. And so new that it's, I don't want to even say still relevant. I feel like it's not even peaked in relevancy yet, which is, I mean, kudos to Mark and Danny and 
Bobby and everybody that was really on the, you know, just that one step before me founding, not for anything promo kitchen wise, just that that's how their minds work. And that's just fascinating to me that they're so far just ahead of everything that they're just always what's next, very Elon. And I love the content that we were producing. It was kind of funny because people would come to us and say, what is promo kitchen? And we're like, uh, what is uh, promo kitchen? It's a, <laughs> I asked that question um, <laughs> at least 10 times. <laughs> right? at least 10 times. We're like, well, we have a mixer in Vegas and we try to educate people and we want to mentor them and we're donating our time to write blogs and stuff. but it's really cool and everybody's like yeah it's so cool like so cool i'm glad i explained that so well yeah (laughs) and then it's like five years later and people are like what's promo kitchen i'm like oh you're right blogs and stuff (laughs) like it's still kind of just that but it i don't know it's almost so flowy that i don't think i've ever been able to put a solid definition on it because it's really just creating connections and building relationships. And oh, yeah. if I could articulate it in one cliche saying, because that's how I am, it's, you know, we lift as we climb. And as we go further, we bring other people with us. And I love Danny. He always says the idea that if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And that's exactly what I mean. Promo Kitchen is just a bunch of people that want to do cool things and help others along the way. Like there's, well, it, it is. It seems elitist, but it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. And you have, and you have accomplished that in so many ways. You know, I think of it as the independent voice of the promo peeps and the apparel geeks and those of us that are happy to be on this island of misfit toys with others. We are creatives. We are makers. We are marketers. We are some of us business owners, but there's this commonality. And in fact, it was one of the things that Bobby brought up and maybe you could speak to this or, you know, collaborate with this concept with me live or just your feelings on what he said. One of the things that he said he appreciated of the group both then and now, by the way, he was clear. It wasn't like, you know, now that he's not officially a chef, he's moved on to, to greener pastures and I think Latin literature, but I'm not sure. But he, <laughs> he said that there were some common traits that we all shared and he listed them. He said it was a personal passion, a relentless curiosity, and a little bit of the voice of dissent. So what do you think? he meant when he said personal passion, relentless curiosity, and a little bit of a voice of dissent. Okay. One, only Bobby could articulate that so incredibly well. Agreed. So I will 100% agree with those words. The other thing that I'll bring up that kind of lends itself to explaining that more and feeding into those words that he said would be that people have probably noticed we do not take on a lot of sponsorship, what we like to call supporters. We don't align ourselves with any large organizations and we try and remain autonomous, not out of dislike, but because that autonomous way of operating Mm -hmm. gives us the freedom to dissent, right? It gives us the opportunity to keep our opinions and to share those opinions you know, right, wrong, or indifferent, it gives us the opportunity to bring those things to the table, if you will, in a very objective way. And so there's no bias in a sense. We're not obligated to keep our mouth shut because we took a dollar from X and X organization. And sometimes, actually all the time, the idea that what the community at large may feel is not necessarily what is. 
And so I think that probably one of the biggest, Bobby's very good at this too, but I'll bring Mark into it and just calling out some of the earlier articles that are still archived on the site, especially important right now when everybody's calling out, you know, made in China, you know, like make things in the USA, bring manufacturing back. And people at first glance might say, absolutely, we need to manufacture in the United States. Mark Graham went as far as writing an article that said, maybe made in China is not that bad and went on to talk about why it's not that bad. And the fact that we can produce in China, mass produce in China for X number of dollars less than it would cost us to manufacture in the United States means that, say somebody like Peerless, that is importing umbrellas, can employ 160 people because we can sell our products at a price that is modest and in demand when you talk about supply and demand Mm -hmm. and, you know, is economically sound. Right. Whereas if we were producing an entirely USA made product, one, there's an environmental impact. Two, there is a cost prohibition there where it would cost us, you know, instead of X number of dollars to make an umbrella, it would be four times that, you know, the demand for what we could charge at that point would not allow us to sell at the numbers that we do. And we might only have 12 employees then. So the cost on the U.S. economy for American made is that there are fewer jobs because it costs more to buy. And so that reduces demand. And so Mark Graham, I actually got one of the very few classes I got a C in in college was economics. I didn't even get a C. I got an F. I had to take it twice. I got a C the second time. (laughs) So... But Mark was able to point that out and that different point of view. People always say in the promotional products group, they're like, you always say things with such diplomacy. Like, I wanted to disagree with you, but because of the way that you said it, it was so objective. I couldn't not listen to your opinion. Well, and it's an important lesson for all of us to learn. And one, Mark is from Canada, so he's always going to have these, you know, kind of slightly you know, I think it's the cold, maybe. That, <laughs> yeah, right? Weird. But he's going to have an independent view, not necessarily dissenting, but an independent view. Correct. But I love your example. And that is a great example of both could be right. It's neither wrong nor right. It's an opportunity to find a balance or find middle ground and right. figure out what works. And, you know, thank goodness you were able to retake that test and get a C in economics <laughs> because luckily neither of us are experts in that. So if it were our jobs, Whoa, that would be too much, too much pressure. No, there'd be a lot of pressure there. But to go back to what Bobby was saying, just the voice of dissent. Yeah. I think that sometimes dissent is disguised as objection or friction or like, I'm pushing against you. I don't agree with you. So I'm going to be offended by you or whatever. Where in that quote, what I'm hearing from Bobby is more just the idea that we were willing to take on things and approach it in a way that was counter to popular opinion. So I think that's where the diplomacy comes in. I would add from, you know, dissension and passion, you know, we're passionate about the industry, but we're more passionate about people. Yeah. Well, you know, Charity, I think it comes from you guys have done such a great job. The voice of dissent is just asking, is this working? Yes. And maybe the answer is yes, but how could we do it better or different to either, you know, include more people? to make a difference, to reach our goal, to create some other purpose or satisfy some other need. So and just see the other side of things really. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Bringing yeah. that to light and giving people the opportunity to make a different choice because we want to bring kind of all of the factors to the table. 
And it's interesting that you say you know, include more people talking about dissent. It's funny because everybody's like inclusion, inclusion, inclusion. And because of Promo Kitchen, I've kind of also learned that sometimes exclusion is necessary to the accomplishing of a goal and it's not wrong or right. And it depends on why that exclusion is taking place. But that's something else I learned. Like it just, you know, you have to know the reason behind the action and that makes all the difference. Good points. Okay. So transitioning to a new question, new topic. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? I know it's a lot. People I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready. It's only 30 minutes in and people listening are probably going, just heavy. <laughs> I didn't know that Charity and Jake could be this heavy and this focused. We're not normally. We, so We probably need tacos. and yeah. Amen, sister. It's about time somebody brought it up. It's, right? Uh, you know, I brought up dinosaurs make, twice. They make everything better, you know? Hashtag tacos up. Okay. So when <laughs> did you first have that feeling that, okay, oh my gosh, OMG or OMTE, depending on how you want to phrase that, oh my tacos. This is working. We're making a difference. Like, when did you feel that? I would love to say that it was like the first promo kitchen mixer when (laughs) we didn't know if anybody was going to show up and there's a 40 minute wait to get in the door that very first time. And everybody was so excited and we couldn't, you know, shut them up. That might have just been the free beer, though. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think Danny might have said something similar, but that's hilarious that you both brought that up. I mean, just because you can't not feel like you're doing something right, even if it's just, you know, we figured out how to let, you know, 550 people know that we're giving away free beer. That is advertising. That just tells us that we should get our MAS or BASI, (laughs) whatever it is, just by nature. Like, we let people know. Not that word doesn't spread quickly when you're giving that offer. But no, I actually would venture to say that it was from those very first articles that we were putting out, from the very first piece of content that launched and I read it and I'm like, that sounds so basic. Um, (laughs) You read it and you just, you get it. And it is so refreshing. And that would be the moment that I know. And I don't exactly even remember what that article was. I'm sure Bobby probably wrote it. (laughs) It was just, you just know people are reading it. People are commenting on it. It's social media and nobody even knows how to use social media yet. And somehow we're getting massive traction and it's being shared And, you know, they're talking about us in PPB Magazine. And from that first moment, I just knew. And to just be part of that and to know it had never been done before and it was being well-received, even if people didn't agree, that to me was when I knew. And it it was long before the mixer. I mean, it was probably, you know, like I said, well into just when we posted that very first couple of blog posts and started posting on social media and people were actually paying attention. That was cool. Yeah, great. That's really cool. I like that answer. I took 15 minutes to get like a five sentence thing out, but <laughs> sorry guys. <laughs> Not at all. I think it's important that people feel the the energy and they feel your passion for sure. So great answer. I'm reminded also of something that you said in there, the idea that I want to give Mark credit for this. He said something about when we all came together, it was like this crazy explosion of creativity. Mm-hmm. Okay, which I could totally see. I could totally, you're there, Danny's there, Dana Zezzo, you know, Roger Burnett, Mark, all, I mean, just, you know, right? A big explosion, sound effects and everything. But he said, <laughs> he said, but what we built together, we built it, it was beyond ourselves. It was beyond our own individual realities. I know that's a cliche, you know, one plus one equals, you know, 10. And in your case, I think though that that's true, that 
the founders of this original misfit, the tribe of geeks and nerds and, you know, this curiosity of, I don't know if you guys were considered yourself as mentors at that point, but you certainly were, but just willing to go on this adventure. And when you did it together, you accomplished beyond your own individual realities. What do you think about that? It's interesting because I think one, when you're in that place, I felt just so honored to be there. The fact that I was able to learn from all of these people that I thought of as industry gods, you know, and then to come out and find out like, yes, they are amazingly wonderful, ridiculously successful, but they're also humans first. And they not only are very successful, but they got to be the successful because of the way that they helped others along the way. And it was inspiring to want to become that type of person. So I didn't see myself as a mentor at all. I just was kind of sitting in awe of the fact that I got to be mentored and learn from these, you know, kind of industry greats. So that's one part of it. I mean, it was always altruistic in nature, you know, and that was exactly from the very beginning. We don't want our faces on things. It's not about meet the chef. And that was also really cool because then ego couldn't get in the way. It was not like, oh, look at me. I'm a promo kitchen chef. Woohoo. Guess what? I'm charity. I got a you know, badge. I'm cool. It was like, no, you really don't see the chefs. So you just kind of see this content and you kind of just, you read the articles and you hear the podcasts and you take in the learning and then you kind of wonder who's behind the curtain. Sometimes if you look, you can find it, but you know, we're not standing on some pedestal of broadcasting how freaking great we are because we didn't see ourselves that way. It was just, here's what we've learned along the way. And if it helps you, we're going to share it. So yeah, the one plus one equals 10 thing I think is massive. And then the idea that kind of writing this story, we are marketers. And one of the most impressive things is that there was very, very little contention. There was very little animosity, very little arguing. You have all of these type A big personalities and everything about every conversation was so incredibly respectful. And every single person, regardless of tenure, age, whatever, was heard. And our ideas were validated. And then there was the concept of just storytelling. And everybody in the group, I think, got it then, gets it now. The idea that it's not our story. It's us telling parts of our story. But the biggest part was fostering community. It's about the Promo Kitchen community. We want to make the story about you. We want to hear your stories. We want to make those stories part of our stories. We want to make you the hero of the story. Mm-hmm. So that to me has always been at the center. It's never been about the chefs. It's always been about the community. And I think that to me is one plus one doesn't equal 10. In that case, one plus one equals like 4,000. Nice. You know, you see from the number of views we're getting on the articles and the engagement that we get, just because we want to know, it's not about what we're writing. It's about how can this help you? What do you need from people? Where are you struggling? And just kind of let people know we're here. So that to me was the coolest part of it is that it's never been anything about any of us. It's always been about the community. And we were just simply 20 so members. I think it's honest for you to say that. I think it's okay to accept that the community and working as a team, a tribe of 10 or 12 or 20 founding original chefs, that it's okay to acknowledge that there was a selfish benefit for you and others in that space because you were probably a little insecure, feeling a little nervous at the beginning. And then through those relationships and through that training and through that association, you grew, you became better, you became more knowledgeable, and you were able to have you know, a more powerful voice. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But 
I love what you said about building that community. And Bobby would be super proud of us for talking about story and the hero's journey. And maybe we even make a reference to Mama Day just to make him happy. <laughs> but that is the trail that we're on. And I think I missed that in the beginning. I assumed and jumped to a giant conclusion that Promo Kitchen was about something else. And I was like, okay, come on. Nobody's going to do this and share this much of their time just because it's the right thing to do. Where's the catch? You know, I was cynical. I didn't believe it. I kept thinking, nah, this is some weird arm of PPAI. You know, there's just something there. They're funding them or they're trying to, you know, get some message there. Somebody's behind this. Somebody's pulling the strings. And I was wrong. I was completely <laughs> wrong. I was so far off wrong. It's sad to admit that now. It's funny though, because people would think, okay, oh, you know, charity's feeding you. Know, and honestly, like going back to what you said a couple minutes ago, 100% not. I didn't even think about accolades or acknowledgement. I didn't realize that people would know my name because of it. I just was happy to be asked to help and to be part of something. And that's the funniest thing in the whole world about, you know, like, oh, you know, PPAI or, you know, who's funding them or there's, you know, there's something going on underneath. The funny thing to me is the great lengths to which we went to keep ourselves out of the limelight. Like Mark Graham would not put anything common skew on anything promo kitchen, even though it was like the best content and deserved to be shared. I'm like, Mark, we need to share. He's like, nope, not going to do it. Not using the promo kitchen platform for my own benefit. I'm like, you're right, but it's just such good content. I just <laughs> want to share it. Like, oh, why do you have to be so much integrity, Mr. Graham? And it's like, I'm like, but you, you deserve so much of these accolades. I did not. And I never, and I don't mean that to be like, oh, you know, like a martyr or anything like that. I really didn't. I didn't think that I had a leg to stand on when it came to these. I wasn't even nervous because it's like, I'm not even making, and I'm not calling really the shots until later after Bobby was no longer the editor. All of a sudden, I'm the social media director, the PK Mixer Committee the editor, the everything I'm like, Charity is doing, I'm spinning all of the plates, so to speak. And we would pick chefs that way too. It's like if somebody just decided they're like, oh, they want to be so involved because they just have to be part of Promo Kitchen because it's going to you know, do big things for their career. They just want to be part of this big club. I'm like, you're doing it for the wrong reasons then. That's exactly what we didn't want. We're not here for that. Like We're literally here to do good things for people for no reason. And it's freaking crazy because at one point in time, I think I was probably spending like 50 hours a week on Promo Kitchen. <laughs> You know, I don't sleep as it is when I'm like, okay, I got to get this social media schedule. I got to get these blogs posted and I'm dropping all these balls. You know, plates are going everywhere and, you know, metaphorically and literally probably at that point. But that also was a huge learning experience for me too. And the grace that all of these incredible people, you know, Larry Cohen of Axis, like, you know, no big deal. He just, yeah, right. You know, right. They have these bazillion dollar, not really, but mega giant distributor companies that are super powerful. Sure. And- multi-million dollar companies. Yeah. We can say that. That's yeah. a reality. And I'm like, you guys, I just can't do it. I'm dropping it. And they're like, that's okay. What do you need? You know, how can we help you? And we'll give you some mentorship and we'll do this, whatever. And it's like, it was never accusatory. It was never, I told you so. If I had a crazy idea, it was never, that's ridiculous. It was like, yeah, sure. How do we make it happen? And to be this like little fish in this you know, giant pond and to have these people that I respect giving my ideas like the street cred and then also not faulting me for over committing and dropping all of the balls for like months at a time. Like, I just can't do it all. And they're like, yeah, we know. How do we fix this? It's like, oh my God, teach me so much about management and people and grace. And I just, 
there's a lot to be said. And I totally went off track there, but I just- No, you didn't. The irony of what you just said is the answer <laughs> to my next question, and I'm not even surprised. I was going to ask you about the impact that this has made on you as a person, you know, and because it does. It leaves, in the best and best of ways, it leaves a mark on us. It changes, in some cases, our hearts, our souls. We think differently because of the association, because of the community, because of the mentorship. And so, you know, you just answered my question, which was all about how has this made an impact on you? And you're welcome to add to that if you want. But I love what you just said that, you know, you were honest and authentic and it's not easy. I mean, I still feel that pressure. I don't want to let others down. We all feel that pressure. But when you volunteer, sometimes it's easier to kind of go, well, this is a volunteer thing. Okay, you guys. So, but the more I've been around you and everybody that's associated at every level, top to bottom, inside and out, people are truly passionate and want to make a difference. And in all of the right reasons, in an altruistic, authentic way that says, I want to help. I want to make a difference for the right reasons, not to shine the spotlight on me. Yeah. And I mean, if you ask me specifically how Promo Kitchen has you know, impacted me and how my time here and my tenure has really you know, been impacted by Promo Kitchen... I would venture to say that my entire career and my influence in the industry, the way that I act at home, the lessons that I've learned, I think as my career has grown, I could have easily gotten into the ego trap. But having people like Mark and Danny who are just so level-headed, I remember Mark, I said something and he would always reply with, oh, you're too kind. He's like, don't, no, it's okay. You're too kind. Stop. And it's like, I mean, a very Canadian thing to say anyway, but that's the humility that they have. My first time meeting them, they were giving these, you know, presentations at Expo. And I'm like, and they're life-changing. They weren't like presentations at Expo. These are like, they should be paid keynotes, making tens of thousands of dollars for an hour of their time speaking because they're that freaking great. I'm sorry to give you guys big heads, but you deserve it. I looked at them as industry superstars. And yet to walk into this house that they've built and to have them just give so much kindness and so much grace and just be so humble, that is what I learned early on. It's like, no matter what I do and what I accomplish, I am 125th of the way to my goals, even though I know that 125th of the way to my goals is still like 100 times more than other people sometimes. And it's just difference of ambition and thoughts and whatever. And I, nobody's better. It's just different. I could easily have let the things that I had accomplished go to my head, but instead... I feel like I haven't accomplished anything and I still have so long to go. And just the idea of humility to me um, is one massive thing that I had always had because of how I grew up, but I've always kept, I think, because of their influence. And then the other thing that I've learned, like I said, you know, just being able to manage teams and seeing how an organization of very powerful people, I've been on some boards and other things that went completely south and everybody was arguing and it was just treacherous and disastrous and it was miserable to be there. And I was hesitant, but it's never been like that with Promo Kitchen. In 10 years, I've been involved with this organization, and it's always just been pleasurable. I'm excited to be on board and committee calls and executive committee calls still because of the things that we strive to accomplish and how we're striving to accomplish them and who we're accomplishing these things with. So it's taught me that the right leadership can really create something that has the potential to last a lifetime. Oh, that's awesome. That's so well said. I hope that lands. That was great. That was really good. Okay. So wrapping up, let me transition. Because of what you said there, it sparked again in the conversations 
with some of the others that this time, the time at which we're at right now and the time that this will air, I don't remember if it was, I honestly don't. Danny maybe had elaborated on this, but I think it was Mark that said, there's a bigger mission and an opportunity now at Promo Kitchen than we ever had compared to the beginning. Like the opportunity and the opportunity and the mission now are more important and we have more work to do than we've ever had. Maybe we call that that we're entering the PK 2.0 phase here, or I don't know, maybe it's further along than that. But having said that, if in the beginning you guys were just trying to figure shit out, where do we go now? How do we move forward now, Charity Gibson? So this is really actually super tough because you brought it up in the beginning. Nobody else was doing what we were doing back when we were doing it. And I have spent probably the last three years, like we brought up promo chat and I'm so glad you were like, do you want to do it with me? And then I was like, no. And then I'm like, yes, I'll do promo chat with you. And then I said, let's bring promo chat to promo kitchen. And that was kind of a refresh point for us because up until then it was like, we're still going to do podcasts. We're still going to write blogs and you know, throw the mixers and stuff in there. And it's like, okay, well, what's new? Okay. Well now there's Twitter chat and you can bring on new chefs and whatever, but the biggest thing that has happened in this particular time in history, like you mentioned earlier, it was kind of easier to do that then because we were the only ones doing it. We are at a place right now where we have to figure out how to beat the noise. And a lot of people are using social media. A lot of people are doing podcasts. We're recording this and I was so surprised there's no video. I did my hair and it's like, oh my gosh, this is so 2019 and I love it in a sense. you know. But, but going back to the fax blasts and things like that is, Yes, this is the most important time for Promo Kitchen to not rest on our laurels. And sometimes I see the questions that are being asked and the content that is going out. And I'm like, I love what we're doing and I love the heart behind it. But if we need to get back to that beginning thing and ask the very, not even ask the difficult questions, ask the extremely difficult questions that nobody even, not only are they not asking them, they don't know to ask those things yet. Very Steve Jobs, right? Like, the product doesn't exist, so invent the product. And if the demand for the product doesn't exist, then create the demand and you'll sell the product. Not that we're selling anything here, but there's that concept is, what's the next iPod for Promo Kitchen? What is the next? And Yeah, right. I don't... Wait, I thought you were going to answer that. You're not going to answer that? Well, I don't what know is how. next? Like, what, <laughs> what is next? Because it's like, just I'm trying to figure out how else people can communicate. And that's what I keep maybe getting stuck on, the idea that, the next thing is going to have to do with a new mode of communication where it was podcast and then it was video. So to me, it's a mode of communication that is the next thing. And maybe I have it wrong because I think the only way we can communicate differently is like if Elon brings Neuralink and we can somehow, you know, get right into people's thoughts, which Facebook kind of already does with us, you know, it does already with pixels. So I don't know. And I don't know if it's just, you know, our mode of communication or what we're communicating and how we're communicating it. I don't know. But if anybody out there has any ideas, I'm willing to jump on another hour long <laughs> podcast or call and discuss it. I, I don't know. Of course you are. Of course you are. Because, I don't know. because you are curious, because you have a deep personal passion, because you are voice of dissent, because you are all of these great things and qualities and traits that are captured with so many of the folks that volunteer at Promo Kitchen. Charity, it's been an amazing journey with you. I can't wait to continue this journey as we try to discover what is next and what does PK 2.0 look like? Because 
one of the things I know in my soul is that together we will transform and choose to change and do great things together. So far, it's been an amazing trip. It's been an amazing journey, but I can't wait for what's next. And to have this opportunity for me has been special. You have made a big impact on many, many lives, mine included. So thank you very much. And is there anything you would like to say in conclusion? No. I mean, I say no, and then I'm going to talk for another 12 minutes. No, but I've got something to add. (laughs) No, but I guess just thank you for the opportunity. Sometimes it's hard being the historian. Sometimes I wax nostalgic, and I do know the impact that we're having because I have the conversations with people who tell me how much I've changed their lives and how much we as a collective have changed their life and how much we've helped their business. And to anyone listening, I would say, one, if you need help, reach out. But two, if you can be the help, also reach out because people need to hear what you have to say. And Promo Kitchen is special, not because charity is in it, because Danny is in it. It's because we're all here and we all have different experiences. When you bring those things together and you share those with people, magical things happen. So I just, I can't thank Mark Graham enough for the opportunity to have been invited to this. And I know it was all the chefs, not just Mark, but he made the call. And I don't know if I'll ever be able to express the gratitude for the the impact they've had on my life. I think you just did. <laughs> I think you just did. Crying on a podcast. Ah, ah that's a great place to. St- you, you, you stuck the landing. That's a that's a ten out of ten. The judges ah. the judges all have tens up right now, Charity. So <laughs> fabulous, fabulous. Thank you so much. Thank I you. am I am grateful for the time we've spent. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop recording now so that we can recover. I'm good. Thanks again for listening to this edition of the Promo Kitchen Podcast. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to the podcast through iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, you can always get involved in the Promo Kitchen community by visiting us at promokitchen.org. You can also show your support by donating to our cause at promokitchen.org slash donate. We would sincerely appreciate it. See you next time. Thank you.